Which LA Kings players will be under the biggest spotlight this coming season? We discuss on this episode of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter the promo code LockedOnNHL for a free white tech hat with your order. Once you get your Bird Dogs on, you won't want to take them off. We promise you. We continue to count down to next season. We are 25 days away from the Kings Rookie Tournament, September 15th in Las Vegas. We're 32 days away from the preseason opener, September 22nd in Melbourne, Australia. And we're 51 days away from the regular season opener, October 11th at Crypto.com Arena against the Colorado Avalanche. Hope you're all well after this weekend where we had a hurricane and an earthquake. All right, technically it was a tropical storm. And I'll be honest, I didn't really feel the earthquake in Ojai, which is one of those places I've heard of. But I don't really know where it's at. Southern California is a big place. It's not uncommon to know of some place, but not really know where it's at. I've never been there before. But anyway, um, we uh, I don't know how you guys were, but uh, we uh, we filled sandbags. We uh, brought in all of our outdoor patio furniture. We went and bought batteries in case there was a power outage. And in the end, it was mostly just uh, a lot of rain, but uh, not too much wind, unfortunately. No issues reported here in San Pedro, California, at least where I live. Hopefully the same is for where you live as well. Um, So we are looking forward to the 2023-24 season and which players have the biggest spotlights on them for the LA Kings for this coming season, who has the most pressure, who has the biggest expectations. Well, let's get into it. And I think the first one and the biggest one is pretty obvious. Anytime you are the new guy, Anytime you're the guy that comes over in a major trade, anytime you're the guy that gets paid a big contract, you're going to have a lot of expectations. And that is the case for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now, that was the case as well for Kevin Fiala going into last season. That was the case for Victor Arvidsson and Philip Deneau going into the season before that. They all pretty much lived up to the expectations. Will that be the case for Pierre-Luc Dubois? I think as Kings fans, we certainly all hope the answer is yes. And I'm a Kings fan who is optimistic the answer will be yes. Now, as you all know, the Kings shipped off Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafalo, Rasmus Kupari, and a second-round pick to the Winnipeg Jets for Pierre-Luc Dubois. The Kings then signed the 25-year-old to an eight-year deal worth $68 million, making him the third-highest-paid player on the team. He's making $8.5 million per season, only behind Drew Doughty and Andre Kopitar. And after this season, it'll be only behind Drew Doughty as the second highest paid player as far as average annual value. Now, he is not the only new face for the LA Kings this season, but he certainly is the most high profile, and it's not even close. The Kings gave up a lot to get him, and he needs to prove this season that he was worth it. What does that mean? At minimum, 
I think it means that he needs to be as good as he has been each of the past two seasons. In 2021-22, he had 28 goals and 60 points. In 2022-23, last season, 27 goals and 63 points. So at least close to 30 goals and 60 points for the LA Kings this season. That's the bar. Now, he's not being asked to play a bigger role necessarily than he did in Winnipeg, where he played on the first and second lines at center and occasionally on the wing as well. But in L.A., he is solidly slotted behind Andre Kopitar in that number two center position, unless there would be an unfortunate injury to Andre Kopitar, which we certainly hope would not happen. But again, he is slotted in as that number two center with Philip Deneau sliding down from number two to the number three center position for this coming season. His responsibilities are, uh, you could argue, slightly less than he had when he was in Winnipeg. But as I said, as a new big acquisition, the spotlight is going to be on him, unlike it's going to be obviously on Andre Kopitar, even though Kopitar is the number one center and Pierre-Luc Dubois is the number two center. Now, PLD is going to be expected to make a difference on this team this season as being the big new acquisition. As I said, that means at minimum to do what he's done the last couple of seasons. Uh, but the spotlight's going to be brighter on Pierre-Luc Dubois also because potentially he does come with some baggage if you believe what you hear. Now, the Kings are, in fact, his third team in the last seven seasons. This is going to be his seventh season in the NHL. He asked out of Columbus, who drafted him, and he asked out of Winnipeg, who traded him. Uh, we've been told that he can be a malcontent. However, his situation here is different than it was in Columbus or Winnipeg. He basically got to choose where he wanted to go. That wasn't the case when he was drafted by Columbus and when he was traded to Winnipeg. He chose L.A. by agreeing to the trade and then signing the long-term extension. Now, most feel like he's playing on a better team than he was his previous two spots. Obviously, he's making a lot more money than he was before. So if he's not happy now, Maybe he never will be. Point is, there are no excuses for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Again, he chose the Kings. He's on possibly the best team he's ever played on. And he's playing in a role that's a little bit more comfortable, I think, for him. He's not coming in as potentially the number one center. And he just needs to do what he's done the last two years at minimum. And I think people will be pretty happy with what his performance would be for this season. Now, if he does more than that, that's great. And you could also argue... Maybe he should do more than that. Like I said, he's now getting paid the big money. He's now playing on a better team than he's ever played before. He's not having to be the guy as the number one center. So you could argue that the position he's in maybe means he should be even a little bit better than he has the last two years. But I'm saying at minimum, put up the numbers you have the last two years, 30 goals, 60 points, and that will at least be the Kings probably thinking we got what we wanted because we are going to be stronger down the middle. And Philip Deneau being the third line center uh, is a great position for him to be in. And even Blake Lazat at the fourth line center. It makes the Kings much stronger down the middle, which is obviously very, very important. Now, Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, we're all going to be watching. We're all going to be critiquing from his very first shift of the very first game. The spotlight is on him. He's in a bigger market. He's making bigger bucks. The spotlight is here uh, for Pierre-Luc Dubois, and hopefully he is ready for that. I don't think there's any question Pierre-Luc Dubois has the biggest spotlight on him for the LA Kings this coming season. The next player for the LA Kings that has the spotlight on him is someone we got a glimpse of last season, and that's defenseman 
Brant Clark. Now, we all love the hot shot new rookie that comes on the scene, the next generation of King Stars, which was we all hope is what Brant Clark is going to be. He is without question the number one prospect in the organization, and he'll be an L.A. King at some point next season. But exactly when that is will be determined. Now, he played nine games in a King sweater last season, five more in Ontario. And while he didn't light the league on fire while he was with the Kings, he did give us a nice glimpse of what he's about and that he is not going to be overwhelmed by playing at the NHL level. He looked like he belonged. Sure, he looks like he needs some more seasoning, as any rookie does, but he certainly didn't look out of place. Now, especially playing on the third pairing defensively, where I think he will be, with Drew Doughty at the, the, on the top pairing and Matt Roy on the second pairing on that right side, he slots in on the third pairing. I think that the little taste of pro hockey that he had um, is certainly going to serve him well coming in this season. He knows what to expect, at least a little bit. And he's coming off a great year where he pretty much proved everything he could at the lower levels. He helped Canada win a gold in the World Junior Championships, and then he headed back to his junior team where he had an amazing 61 points in 31 games. That's good numbers for a forward, much less a defenseman. All he has to do is keep doing what he has been doing, and I think that should be enough to win him the job on the right side on that third pairing. In the unlikely event that he takes an unexpected step back during training camp or the preseason, the Kings would have the option to start him in the AHL and let Jordan Spence fill that role until they feel he's ready, or maybe one of the old veterans that could be a stopgap early on but isn't likely to be the long-term solution or even probably the short-term solution. But regardless of when Brant Clark puts on that L.A. Kings sweater, he's going to have the spotlight on him as well. Uh, he again is the big young prospect. He is a young player that is going to be expected to be impactful in the very near future. And frankly, he's one of the best offensive defensemen the LA Kings have had in a very, very long time. So Brant Clark, uh, I think he's going to be ready for it. He's been a high profile player. He's played for team Canada. He's been the face of uh, one of the big faces of junior hockey. Uh, and I think he's going to be ready for it. Is he ready for it from day one, from the season opener? We, we'll see. I think he will be, but uh, he still has to go out and prove it. Uh, like I said, just keep doing what he's been doing uh, coming up in training camp, and I think he'll be ready to go for the LA Kings come the season opener. Brant Clark, young player, young star in the making, will certainly have the spotlight on him. There is another player that we got a glimpse of last season, but unlike Brant Clark, he's an established NHL defenseman. We'll talk about him next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. This episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar. It costs you less than $3 a day. It's just one scoop and a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. Check it out, AG1. AG1. 
We continue with our LA Kings player spotlights for the upcoming season. And we have a player that we know that we're going to talk about, but still only got a smaller sample size of him last season. And that would be defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov. They came over the trade deadline along with goalie Jonas Corposalo from the Columbus Blue Jackets. 20 games with the Kings showed himself to be a reliable defensive defenseman playing on that second pairing alongside of Matt Roy. Now, while he's not going to give you too much offensively, he's not a bad puck mover, and he's got a decent shot. Uh, he, it should be pointed out that in 52 games with the Blue Jackets last year, Gavrikov had three goals and 10 points. In 20 games with the LA Kings, he had three goals and nine points. So if he plays a full 82 games in LA, which certainly would what we're expecting, I could definitely see him eclipsing his career high of 33 points set in the 2021-22 season. Again, that's not going to light the world on fire, but it's a pretty good uh, production, a pretty good season for a guy, again, who is a defensive defenseman. Regardless, um, that's not what he's getting paid for. And like Pierre-Luc Dubois, he did get a nice raise from what the Kings and the Blue Jackets paid him last season. Uh, he agreed on a two-year deal in the offseason worth $11.7 million. Uh, again, unlike Dubois, Gabrikov is not going to have as high of expectations to be a difference maker. Um, but he only has to do what he's done for most of his career, and that includes 20 games in L.A., just be a solid defensive defenseman who is reliable and who makes good decisions. Of all the Kings players that are in a spotlight for this coming season, I would say the most confident that I have of a player who's going to be able to live up to the expectations is Vladislav Gavrikov. Again, we saw a decent sample size of it last year. It's not like he's being asked to put up a certain amount of numbers. Just, again, do what he's done his whole career. Be a very solid defensive defenseman. Make good decisions in your own zone. Get the puck out when necessary. Uh, get in front of shots, block shots. Be a phys physical presence in front of the net when needed to be. Uh, he did all that last year for the Kings. Did it very, very well. And I expect him to do it again this coming season. But a full season in an LA Kings uniform for Vladislav Gavrikov will put him in the spotlight a bit for the LA Kings. Up next is a player that has been on the Kings roster for a couple of seasons, but I believe is ready for a bit of a breakout season. That would be forward Arthur Kaliev. Now this will be the 22-year-old's third season in the NHL with the LA Kings, and unlike the previous two seasons, I think the Kings are going to be counting on him to fill an important role. That would be replacing the production of Gabe Velarde. And I think there is a similar comparison to Velarde as well. Now Kaliev is clearly an offensively talented forward who can possess an above-average shot. Um, and it's time for him, I think, to take it to another level. Now, his first two NHL seasons have produced 27 and then 28 points, playing primarily bottom six minutes, and that included time on the fourth line. Now, I think Artie is going to be penciled in on the right side on the third pairing, or the third uh, line, I should say, on the wing on the right side. Uh, and if he gets a full season to show what he can do, I think including full-time minutes on the Kings' second power play unit, I really think that he can put up numbers comparable to what Gabe Velarde did this past season. And they're going to be, I think, looking for him to fill that role, fill that production to put up those numbers with Velarde obviously being gone in the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. Um, and that would be something similar to Velarde's 23 goals and 41 points. Like I said, I really believe if Rasmus Kupar, excuse me, if uh, Arthur Kaliev uh, gets that full 82 games, gets the minutes, significant minutes like Filardi did, 
um, then he's going to be able to put up numbers. I, I believe that. Now, the one concern with Arthur Kaliev, and it's the one concern Todd McClellan has, and that is for Kaliev to be a better defensive player. Kaliev is going to have to put the work in to be better defensively to get that ice time he needs to be able to put up those numbers. McClellan has shown he's not someone who's going to be uh, flexible in that side of the game. If you're going to play for the LA Kings, you have to be responsible defensively. Kaliev certainly has been lacking at times in that department. Uh, he needs to improve on that. If he can, if if Tom McClellan can be confident that Arthur Kaliev is not going to be a liability defensively, if he can just go out there and you know give you an honest effort every night, back check, get into passing and shooting lanes, that kind of thing, then I think he'd be willing to give him the minutes necessary. But Kaliev is going to have to prove that. He's going to have to prove improve on his defense. If he can do that, I think he gets the minutes. And if he can get the minutes, I think he puts up the numbers. But Arthur Kaliev certainly a player who's going to be in the spotlight for the LA Kings this coming season. Now, some of you might be wondering, what about a goalie in the spotlight? And yes, that's next on the list uh, with another newcomer to the LA Kings this season, and that is veteran netminder Cam Talbot, the 36-year-old veteran, probably his last best chance to be a number one goalie in the NHL, and even that's not guaranteed. He signed a one-year deal worth $1 million, uh, also has the chance to earn an additional $1 million as far as games played bonuses, so he's certainly going to be very motivated uh, on a number of levels, but financially as well. Add to the fact that he at one time asked out of a trade or asked out of Minnesota in a trade. He landed in Ottawa last year and had a really rough season, so that should only add to his motivation of wanting to prove the goal he was in Minnesota is the goalie the LA Kings are getting, not the goalie that was playing for a bad Ottawa team last year. Um, he was the number one goalie in Minnesota, had a great year two seasons ago, record of 32-12-4, 2.76 goals against average, 9-11 save percentage, led the Wild into the playoffs, and then got replaced in the postseason when Minnesota decided to go out and pick up future Hall of Fame goalie Marc-Andre Fleury at the trade deadline. That upset Talbot. Didn't feel he was treated fairly, and he asked out, and he was subsequently traded. Uh, now he's in a situation um, where he's uh, joining Phoenix Copley um, in you know a 1A, 1B situation, most likely. But I think Talbot uh, is going to be in the spotlight because I think he'll be more of the Kings' number one goalie this season. Now, because of his age and because the Kings do have Phoenix Copley, um, he's not going to get as many starts as a typical number one goalie in the NHL. Um, but I think that's still a good situation. And I think in the NHL, if you've kind of paid attention to what's going on, uh, having two goaltenders is not really a luxury anymore in the NHL. It's more of a requirement. So the Kings do have that. And in the you know worst case scenario, if Cam Talbot does struggle, then you've got a reliable Phoenix Copley who you know what he's going to give you every night. We saw it last season. Can come in and easily move into that number one job and maybe, again, worst case scenario, Talbot becomes more of a of a, of a backup goalie. Um, but I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I think uh, Copley is a nice insurance policy to have. Again, because of the age of Cam Talbot, he's going to share the net with Phoenix Copley, and I'm certainly uh, comfortable with that as a Kings fan. But Cam Talbot will have the spotlight on him because I believe he's going to be the opening night goalie. I believe uh, when the Kings get to the playoffs, if they do do what we expect them to do, I think they're probably going to lean towards Cam Talbot to be that guy so he can finally show 
the type of playoff goaltender he could be. He wanted that opportunity in Minnesota, felt he earned it, didn't get it. But uh, hopefully he'll get that opportunity this year by playing very well in the regular season and helping get the Kings to the postseason. So goalie Cam Talbot will be in the spotlight in his first year with the LA Kings. A couple more players we're going to talk about having the spotlight on them. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. This episode of Locked on LA Kings brought to you by Bird Dogs. What are Bird Dogs, you ask? Well, Bird Dogs are shorts that have the underwear built in them. And I know you're thinking, why would I want that? Well, why wouldn't you want that? Because they are unbelievably comfortable and look great. Honestly, how often does something look good and feel good. In my experience, not often. Usually, if something is very comfortable and look uh, very comfortable, it doesn't look that great. Uh, and if something kind of looks nice, if you're wearing dressy clothes, eh, they're not all that comfortable. But this Bird Dogs is the perfect combination of that. Um, it's not just shorts, by the way. It's pants as well, kind of like sweatpants. Um, they look nice enough to wear out to a casual dinner, um, but also feel comfortable enough that you could work out in them as well or be active in the yard, whatever it is you're going to do. And once you try them, you're going to wonder why you'd never heard of them before. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or enter the promo code locked on NHL and you'll get a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL promo code locked on NHL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. couple more players I wanted to mention as Kings players that I think are in the spotlight this year. Not as big of a spotlight as a guy like a Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, but I think Trevor Moore and Quentin Byfield are Kings players that will have a bit of a spotlight on them as well. Now, Moore is going to be going into his fourth full season with the Kings and partially due to some injuries, but his production was off last season. The 28-year-old went from 48 points in the 2021-22 season to 29 points last season. Now, he did play in 22 fewer games, um, but I think anyone paying attention would admit that, and I think he would admit that he did have uh, an off year last season. Now, he needs to step it up, I think, this year, have a better season to kind of offset the loss of an Alex Iafalo. Uh, I think Moore needs to get back closer to those numbers in 2021-22 or at least have a better season than he did last year. Uh, and with a full season, that should be the case. Uh, Moore is also making $4.2 million for the next five years. That's the same average annual value of a Victor Arvidsson without nearly the production. So uh, there will be a spotlight on Trevor Moore to get back closer to those numbers that he had season before last, and that will, again, help offset the loss of Alex Iafalo. As for Quentin Byfield, he's always going to be in the spotlight until he has a breakout season. And frankly, I'm not expecting that to be this season. The 21-year-old did put up uh, career high in points last year with 22 in 53 games, but most are still looking for more and for some a lot more. If Byfield is put on the top line where he played some significant minutes last year and helped that line to be better, then he needs to put up some career numbers this year. Uh, more than five goals that he had the season before last and more than 22 points, which is what he put up last season. Those are his career highs. Now, how much more and how much successful a season will it be for Quentin Byfield Again, depends on your point of view of where he should be at this point in his career. Personally, I would be happy with 10 goals and 30 points and some flashes of seeing the skill that made him the number two overall pick in 2022. Now, some might think that's a pretty low bar, but it would be progress and it would be him trending in the right direction with what we hope is a lot of hockey left in a career 
Uh, still a very young player, but I think we all would agree with some varying of, uh, you know, expectations. We all would agree we need to see more from Quentin Byfield this year. And that doesn't include just what he does away from the puck. It includes what he does with the puck statistically as well. So Quentin Byfield, again, another player who's going to be in the spotlight for the LA Kings this coming season. Do you agree with my list? Uh, was there someone that you think should be added to the list? Well, you can post your comments uh, on the YouTube episodes or send an email locked on Eddie at gmail.com. There was one quick bit of Kings news that I wanted to pass along. Uh, the uh, It was announced that uh, former LA Kings goalie, Jonathan Bernier announced his retirement after 14 NHL seasons, played his first five years with the LA Kings was the backup to Jonathan Quick on the Kings 2012 Stanley Cup winning team. Bernier, you might remember, was a former first-round pick of the Kings back in 2006, the 11th overall pick. It was thought that Jonathan Bernier was going to be the Kings goalie of the future, not Jonathan Quick, but obviously uh, things did not work out that way. Uh, still a, a very nice career for Jonathan Bernier. In addition to playing with the Kings, he played for the Maple Leafs, Ducks, Avalanche, Red Wings, and Devils. Never really turned into that franchise number one goalie, but hey, he started 404 games at the NHL level, and there's a lot of players who would uh, love to have said, said they have done that. So Jonathan Bernier, Stanley Cup winner with the LA Kings in 2012, former number one pick of the LA Kings, announcing his retirement from the NHL after 14 seasons. That's going to do it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'd love for you to stay connected with us by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked on LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We will talk to you on Wednesday. And as always, go Kings go.